So it's that time. Get started. If you're in the if you're out in the hallway, welcome. Come on in. You're welcome to sit in at the tables. If you feel more comfortable sitting on the side in uh, in regular seats that are set up, but today's casual. That's why I'm wearing a t-shirt. You don't see. There's a couple of things you don't see is me in a tie and me in a t-shirt. It doesn't happen very much unless the t-shirt has pockets. Amen, Garrett? You know what I'm talking about? You got to have some place to put a pencil. So um, today's going to be a little bit different. We are going to, we're going to sit very casually, do things, I mean, we're going to do things more casual than our normal casual. Well, um, and some people would think that that means no pants, but that's, no, not today. Not, we, everybody has to wear pants. So if you're out in the hallway, come on in, come on in. We will start cooking hamburgers in a little bit. So as soon as the service is over, we, we should be ready to eat. And we'll, do, we'll go through the line like we typically do and come back. I'd encourage you to sit with people you don't know. Meet somebody new this this week and um okay so we did this easter that during any of the song service or any time you can come and bring your offering in the and put them in the buckets if you'd like to um i'd encourage you to do it during worship time just because it is a part of worship our our giving is part of worship so um but you can give in the buckets, you can give in the green boxes, you can give online just like normal, all right? Uh, kids, how are y'all doing? Uh, say hi, wave. Kids, Rhett Newcomb, hey, how's it going? Okay. Carson? Carson, you ready to go? You ready to sing a song? All right, so we've got kids in the service and... Uh, it's, it's all going to be good, all right? So let me just pray for us to start. Bow with me as we pray together. I'm leading the prayer, but you, you're also speaking with the Lord, agreeing with me. Father, thank you. Thank you for this beautiful spring day, a time of new beginnings. Father, I pray that during this service... That as we focus on you and, and, and enter into worship, giving you, giving you praise because you are worthy, worship, worthy. Not just because of what you do for us, but because you are God. You are the God, only God, creator of the universe and all that we are. Father, bless this time that we have together. Bless us as we worship together. Bless us as we fellowship together, as we play games outside, as we cook together. Bless us and and assemble us into a group, that body of Christ, to do the work of your kingdom in this central Oklahoma area. Because we want to give you our worship and praise. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, would y'all, uh, y'all, would y'all stand up for me? Because we're 
we got the tables. I mean, you're welcome to sit if you're unable to stand. But, uh, you know, standing is, it's just a very tiny thing that, like, can be reverent. It's just like, okay, we're going to give God our attention right now. It's just something that's kind of traditional. Um, and also singing during church service is kind of traditional. Um, and there's some things that are traditional probably should be thrown out, and there's other things that, like, we shouldn't throw out. I don't think singing is one of the ones we should throw out. It's been around for, like, hundreds and thousands of years. Um, and I was thinking this morning, like, y'all may or may not notice, depending on how much attention you pay, but my voice doesn't sound good today. Um, and then Haley sounds good. I can't say she doesn't sound good, but, like, she's recovering from a cold, too. And we were, like, croaking through practice and stuff. Um, joking about sounding like Kermit the Frog. Um, one of our children probably don't know who Kermit the Frog is. Um, so, but he's a frog. And, um, but I was thinking, like, I'm not up here to impress y'all. Um, and she's not up here to impress y'all. Um, and I was thinking, like, I bet God's pleased with us right now because we're trying. Uh, and I was thinking about kids, like, coloring. You ever seen, like, kids color and it's, like, all outside the lines and it's all crazy. And you're like, look at what I made. And they're like, if you were to compare it to where they will be later, it doesn't look so great. But if you look at their heart and their motivation, it's beautiful. So this morning as we sing... You might be like, I don't really like singing. I'm not that good at singing. I don't care how good at singing you are. Like, we don't sing because we're good. We sing because God is good. And we sing because God asked us to sing. All throughout Scripture, all throughout their Psalms, there's commands about singing. So you might be someone like, eh, it's not my, not my bag, babe. And it's not my thing. It should be your thing. And if you don't do it yet, then you should try it. Because it's just obedience. So... If y'all would today, humor me and honor God, and we'll just sing this together, okay? All right, here we go. Here we go, Christ is my foundation. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand, when everything around me is shaken, I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus, cause he's never let me down, he's faithful So why would he fail now? Sing it. He won't. He won't. No, he won't fail. He never fails. He doesn't know how to fail. I've got joy. I've still got joy in chaos. I've got peace that makes no sense so I won't be going under I'm not held by my own strength 
States were like texting me to make sure that we were okay. We were out of harm's way. And there's like devastation that occurred physically, like there's physical devastation that occurred. And then also this past week, um, we had a, a celebration of life service here. And that is an emotional devastation that occurs. That's an emotional storm for family and friends. And just looking at this past week and like the devastation that can exist. But that on Wednesday, family still gets to gather. On Sundays, family still gets to gather. That we are the community of Christ. That we are the body of Christ. That we are the hands and feet who help rebuild homes. Who hold people as they are in desperate need of company, in desperate need of attention, in desperate need of encouragement. And so I just want to, we can sing it over and over and over and over again. He won't fail. He won't fail. He won't fail. So whenever that devastation pokes its nasty head at you and you are tempted, the devil is going to tempt you to think, to, to, to believe that maybe God can fail, but he can't. He can't. And that's the truth that our lives have to be built on. And by gathering here today, you are, you are I mean, just look around. This is a room filled with people who, under, who understand or are growing in understanding who you have the opportunity to speak into and the opportunity to be spoken into by. And that's just awesome. And the Lord gives us um, the very breath, his very breath, his very Holy Spirit 
in order to be able to speak into people and be spoken to by people. And one of those phrases that is, I just always get mind blown by it, but one of the phrases that um, is the same in every single language, maybe pronounced slightly differently or spelled slightly differently, but hallelujah is the same in every single tongue across the world. And when you say hallelujah, you are literally using your breath to expel glory. And so we're going to sing about how all of our breath, all of the hallelujahs that we have reverberate in heaven, are heard in our hearts, that he is always good and he never fails. So we get to declare hallelujah. Hallelujah.
sing hallelujah to our cars we don't sing hallelujah to our bank accounts but sometimes where our heart is is worshiping those things worshiping things and worshiping a provision that we think comes from the our paycheck or something like that we we need for these words to be 100% true not 90% true we need it to be 100% true that our only hallelujahs are for God for Jesus for the work that God's doing what he's done in the past to save us but also what he's doing right now amen amen y'all be seated um, I want y'all to feel at home today so if you want to get up move around to a better spot or anything like that you're welcome to Andrew do you need any help <laughs> okay <laughs> okay um, can Jeff is it okay if I come and sit down here if I sit right here all right um, kids, I need y'all to move around just a little bit. I mean, I know your parents are probably trying to get you to be still, but would anybody want to come up and sit with me right here? Okay, come on. Come on. Just come sit right up here because I want to talk to you. Yeah, anybody. Anybody. Douglas girls, y'all, anywhere y'all want to just kind of up here. Y'all can even pull a chair up if you don't want to sit on the floor. Or just hang out here. All right. So... Jeff, are you going to, Logan, do you want to like reset this thing? Jeff's on his way, but you might, you can move it around, move it back if you need to. And I'll let, and Jeff's going to go, oh, but it's, it may be live. Just keep that in mind. Okay, cool.
All right. Y'all be comfortable. Let's sit down. Let's, let's sit down and be a little more comfortable. How's that look, Jeff? When you're done with that, get Joshua 24, 15. Um, okay, a little unusual here. This is a little, I'm gonna, I've got my mini message for right now. I'm going to reset my timer because I'm, you know how preachers are. I want, to, well, I want to welcome somebody who's visiting that hadn't been here in a while, and it's Nathan Siegelquist, which he's going to love. And y'all may not recognize him because it, he, maybe even just the last time he was here a few months ago, he still looked like a boy, and he looks like a man now. And, um, but anyway, um, and hug him. He's really solid, kind of buff. He hates me right now. Nathan, Nathan Siegelquist, we're glad he's here. His family... Uh, is goes to church in Edmond now, so we we've missed him. Um, Joshua twenty four fifteen. Um, today I want to talk about the power of choice. What is what does choice mean? What does to choose mean? Anybody? Yeah. Make a decision. What? To do something, but you're but it's making a decision to do something. When you could do something else. I mean, you've got more than one thing you could do, and, but you choose to, 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 yeah, you choose to do, make a decision to do one thing over other things, right? That's what a choice is. And, um, okay, everybody remembers Moses, right? Moses, prince of Egypt, he brought all the, he brought all the Hebrew, the Jewish slaves out of of Israel, out of where? Egypt, Egypt. He brought them out of Egypt and they wandered around the desert for a little while and they were going, where were they going to? The Red Sea. Red River is what keeps Texas where it's supposed to be. Um, The Red Sea, uh, he took them through the Red, Moses took them through the Red Sea on the way to the promised land. And when they got to the promised land, um, God told him to send some spies in. And they sent, he sent 12 spies in, and 10 of those spies came back, and they brought, I, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture in one of the picture Bibles, like they had a pole between them like you'd carry a deer or something, and they had grapes hanging from that pole. So big, I mean, it was a land of giants, and the spies came back and said that. Ten of the spies said, they're giants. To them, we look like grasshoppers. That's what it actually says. Um, and, but there were two guys, two of the spies that were sent in, Joshua and Caleb. They said, yeah, they were giants, and everything's big there, and we are small compared to them. But we be well able because God is on our side. So the, the children of Israel were, had two choices before them. They could either go with God and go into the, the thing that they had been promised, the place they wanted to go. It, they called it a land flowing with milk and honey. Everything you want, all the awesome stuff is there. All the awesome, awesomest stuff. I mean, it's like Cabela's and, uh, I don't know, all wrapped into one. All the awesome stuff was there, 
And they wanted to go there, but their fear held them back. And you know what? They decided not to go in. They decided to choose to be fearful and, and stay out of the promised land. And all of those people died in the desert except for two people. You know who the two people were? Joshua and Caleb. God made them live long. And during all that time, God still took care of them. But they didn't get to experience the best of what God had to offer. You know what it says? That they, none of them got new shoes. In 40 years of wandering around in the desert, nobody got new shoes. God made their shoes not wear out. <laughs> How would you like for your shoes to last 40 years? I mean, some people would think that would be good. But man, don't you know your tennis shoes would really stink after 40 years? Man. So they had a choice to make, and they chose to go their own way and, and give in to fear and not do it God's way. So at, for 40 years, it's time to go back. They go back to the same place. They go to Kadesh Barnea. Kadesh Barnea. And um, I, I thought it was Kadesh Barn Dominium it's one time, but it's Kadesh Barnea. They go back to that same place, and you know who's leading them? Joshua, one of the two. Joshua. Everybody say Joshua, because I want to remember that. Joshua was there. And in, at the end of Joshua, when they're getting ready to go into the actual go into the promised land, um, he says these words right here. They're on the screen behind me. It says, I mean, because they're making a choice again. They're making a choice. He says, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord. Because some of those people still wanted to keep on doing things the old way. They wanted to do things the old way that they did before. Because when they live, how many of you have studied Egypt and the pyramids and all that kind of stuff? And they have, they had gods there, multiple gods that some of them looked like um, birds and some of them looked like uh, cats, dogs, all that kind of stuff. They, they worship gods that look like those things. Some of the people from the Israelites, some of them wanted to, Stay with some of the old religion that they had. Cause I don't know. Maybe, maybe they like cats and dogs. And, and so they thought it'd be cool to... And they also liked having a picture of a god. Because with, with the god, our god, Jehovah, we don't have any pictures of him. Right? And so maybe they just wanted pictures. And you find people like that nowadays. That they, they like things about their religion that uh, there's... It's what they like. So some of them wanted to stick with that. He said, if you think it's evil to serve the Lord and you want to do something else, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river, the river Euphrates, So that was their long-lost great-great-great-great-great-grandfather's gods in the land of either um, the land of Ur, Ur of the Chaldees, or the land of um, Haran, the land of Haran up in northern uh, Arabia, where Turkey is now. 
not turkeys, but the country turkey. He said, it, choose you this day, whether the gods of your fathers that serve were the, on the other side of the river Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell right now, because they, they were still exposed to other gods in all these places. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'd be willing to bet that some of y'all have a little plaque on the wall at your house that has that on it. Um, we, we've got a couple at our house that say that, that it says, Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And it's from this scripture right here. Now, I know that none of y'all ha- are making a decision to serve some other God. None of y'all uh, ever do that. And none of the people in this room have a, have a choice to do that. But we're faced with so many choices, a lot of choices. Some of them have to do with um, what toy you're going to play with even. How many of you have ever wanted a toy that somebody else had? How many of you have ever wanted a toy that somebody else was playing with? Okay. I didn't get y'all's hands, but I'm going to just stay away from that. Because your moms and dads have been through that too. You've, been, you've wanted a toy that somebody else has. How many of you, uh, here, I want to see a sign, show of hands again. How many of you have ever got the toy that somebody else had? And you still wanted another toy. How many of you have held, there you go. How many of you have held onto a toy just so somebody else couldn't play with it? No, don't show your hands. Oh, don't show your hands. (laughs) I've done that. Yeah, I think we've probably all done that. Maybe when you were younger, especially. You wanted a toy that somebody else had. You got it. And then... But you held on to your old toy too, and you that some that somewhere along the way, basically, you just wanted all the toys, wanted all the toys. I'm not going to get a show of uh, hands from the parents because I'm pretty sure that uh, all of us have been at that place. Even in our adult life, we wanted all the toys. We wanted, we wanted a new phone back there. You guys, I'm talking to you. We we wanted the newest game system switch how many have a switch how many of you guys have a switch nobody has a switch oh all these guys do okay you don't have a switch okay yeah i'm encouraging all these guys to want to switch now just more toys right okay but grown-ups how many of you wanted the newest apple watch how many of you, how many of you've wanted a new one of those dryers that um, that has the glass front on it and you know you can watch it like the TV? How many of you do that? Watch the dryer like it's the TV and watch those things going around. How many of you have wanted a a new gun? Don't show. Oh, not a show of hands. No, you don't have to. I'm not looking for a confession right here. We are. We've all been at places in our life where we wanted a new thing, because we thought that was going to make us happy. We all have choices to make in our life. And, and even though you may not serve other gods, 
Because all of y'all worship the one God. All of y'all know that Jesus died on the cross for you, and you, you know that. But somewhere deep down in our hearts, we worship things, and we think that those things are going to satisfy us and make us happy. And I'm telling you, the power of choice in our lives is huge. Not, and not the big things. Sometimes just what you're going to do with the minutes that you have in a day. What you're going to do with whether you're going to spend your time playing a video game or watching TV or spend time with your siblings, with your brothers and sisters, whether or not we're going to spend time with family and friends or waste time in front of the television or the computer or our phone. How many of you have been at a restaurant and watched nearly everyone in the whole restaurant on their phone and not talking to each other? The choices that we make, the power of a choice is a huge thing. And I want you to be, when you think about choices that you have to make, choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's the big choice, but there's all kinds of smaller choices that we make that are also huge, also very powerful. I want to pray with you right now. Heavenly Father, I pray that the message of choice would would get deep in our hearts. Not only the choice of who we're going to serve and who we're going to put our faith and trust in, whether it's going to be in to make us happy the 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 job that we have or, or the money in our pockets or what we're saving up or whether we're going to trust you, Lord, for our happiness, for our provision, for all the things that's, that make this life worthwhile or whether we're going to put our trust in things and, and our, put our hope and trust and especially for happiness, whether we're going to put that in the stuff that we have. Father, may the power of the choice impact our lives this week in a way that we choose things that are eternal, things that matter in the long, long run, that we, that we put, more, put more of our interest towards things that matter like family and friends and long-term relationships. But ultimately in you and in your word and how that transforms us. Because we believe, as a body of believers, that Jesus is the source of transformation. And if we'll put our faith and trust in him, then he will make us new. That, we, that we're a part of the people of faith in such a way that that, that transformation comes. Because we want to bring you glory. We want to sing hallelujah, not just with our words, but that a thousand hallelujahs would come from our very lives and and what we choose to emphasize in our life. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. You may go back to your seats now. Thanks for helping me. Thanks so much. All right. Um, we're going to take five. Can you take five and come right back? And then um, I think Miss Margaret, is she going to? Okay.
we're going to keep on going, all right? So if you need to fit, refill your coffee or need to take care of that other thing because you drank too much coffee, you go do that right now. you got five minutes. Okay, let's start finding our way back to our seats or floor space or wherever you're going to. Whether you're crab walking like Claire or using your feet. Okay, so for this season, um, Margaret and I have been teaching in the littles, which is the three to five-year-olds, and we have like a lot of our kids here today, and a lot of our helpers here today too, which has been so awesome. So we want to share with you um, a little bit about what's been going on, and then we want to show you something really cool. Yes, thank you. And... uh, our topic today, or what we're, it was stemmed around a conversation. You ever had conversations with people with like uh, opportunities, like you know goals, etc. In this particular case, it was our uh, littles class. We have new curricula, curriculum, as many of you know, and it's fresh, it's exciting. We talk about a little Muppet that's her name is Callie, and they introduce. Uh, things to their kids, and it's, you know, it's very good. But we ran across, we had a like minds meeting with Pam. Oh, yeah, she's serving. Okay. Pam and Juliet. And the question was, did you have to learn the books of the Bible when you were growing up? Anybody here remember uh, VBS? Yes. Uh, uh, um, Camp church camp, uh, Bible studies, Bible college. Mine was, uh, if, you don't have, if you don't have knowledge of the books of the Bible, you could flunk your test. And it's like, I can't have, let that happen. So I picked a little ditty, and I'd go, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. No. And I was doing that while I was taking my test. And I asked the Lord, what am I singing? And he says, I think it's Itsy Bitsy Spider. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, no, we could do better than that. But I brought a sample to our classroom, and I had Pam check it out, and Juliet check it out, and they went, we like it. And when Pam likes it, and Juliet likes it, we've got something here. So this is the first time it's ever been shown here. And is there anything else you want to add? We're going to show it to you, and then I have just a um, quick word afterwards. Okay. Yeah, roll it. And kids, stand. We need your part. I know you haven't seen it, but I know you do motions. All right. So I take it that we should bring this to our classroom. It takes, what, three minutes and go through it each Sunday. And then when we've mastered it, we're going to go deeper. For each of the book of the Bibles, we're going to find Jesus in every book of the Bible. Okay, that's our assignment, and we so help us. This I purchased this online, fifteen bucks, fifteen dollars, for my own personal use, and I think it's out there on YouTube. It's very cool. Thank you very much. Okay. 
All right, now I'm going to call Brent up uh, just to kind of close uh, close things up for us, share a little bit, and um, and close things out for us. Okay, I want kids up here also. Y'all did it for Steve. Will you do it for me? Come, come up here. Oh, goodness. Oh. All right. Look at, make a circle or a cement. How about a half circle? Look at this way. Oh, gosh. Okay, watch wires. There's no disasters. Okay. Um, uh, do you like sports? You do? Which one? Baseball? Who's the best baseball player? Anybody? No, no, you don't know any names? Who, who, Cody? Who? Peter something? Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater? Is he a baseball player? No. Do you like sports? Uh, yeah. Which one? Soccer. Is there a really good soccer player? Uh, no, the last I played was like when I was like six. Oh. We won first place out of everyone. We didn't lose one round. Whoa. Do you know a guy named Lionel Messi? No. Okay. Uh, what do you like to do? Horseback riding. Horseback riding. Yes. Only know? sport I like. Do you know any good horseback riders? Miss Kelly. Miss Kelly. What do you What do you like to do for fun? I like to practice softball. Softball? Are there any really good softball players? Mm-hmm. Mm. What about you? Mm, I like um, to act in like drama club. Wanted to drama club. Really? Do you have like a favorite actress or actor? Mm, not really. Not really. Yes, Cody. I've been wanting to be a ninja. A ninja? I have a question for you, huh? Uh huh. What about you? What do you do? You like sports or some other hobby like acting? Yeah, I like like dancing and acro. Dancing. Like, do you? Is there a dancer that you think is amazing? Um, not really. Not really. This analogy is falling on its face. Um. Okay, do you know any ninjas? Are there any ninjas in the room? Yeah. Oh, we, we Pastor have, Steve is a ninja? We have a lot no. of ninjas at our school. That's why we have Oh, uh, okay. I have a question for you, Cody. Would it, do you want to become a ninja? Okay. How would you become a ninja? How? Go to martial arts. And learn how to use nunchucks. Learn how to use nunchucks. Um, Why well, I, I? Okay, is that is that does that take some hard work? Uh, am I gonna have to give up some time? Do I have to give up some of my time to go to this place? Do I have to to go to the? Dojo? Is it called a dojo? Where you go and you learn how to use nunchucks? Do I have to give up time? No. I don't? Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. I like this even better.
Because I think I would like to be a ninja too. So here's what I'm thinking. How about we get a book about ninjas and let's just read it. You and me, we can meet up, we can read about ninjas, and that will make us ninjas. Is that right? Okay. Wait, Pastor Steve said no, and he says he might be a ninja. So maybe we need to, um, here, run this over to Pastor Steve and ask him what we have. I think that you probably need to find a ninja and have that ninja teach you to be a ninja. The same with dancers. You've got to go to a dancer and let them teach you how to be a dancer. Bring that back. <laughs> I, I'm worried about what his strategy is. Our strategy is better. Our strategy means we don't have to give up anything. Right? If we just read the book, but what do you think? Do you guys think Steve's right, or do you yeah, think I'm Steve's right? right? Steve's right. You need to practice. You can't just, like, read a book. Wait, so write that down, Steve's right. Okay. Okay. All right. Claire thinks we need to practice. Okay. All right. So, let's talk about Jesus. Is he pretty smart? Okay, smarter than any other. Uh, so, we've talked a lot about the Bible today. I'm a little bit worried because I thought that I could just read the Bible and be like Jesus. You have to pre- do stuff. Actions speak. Uh, okay. I know. I know. This is turning out to be a bust. Okay. So, so there's only. Okay, so I think it sounds like if we wanted to be like Jesus, we would need to actually do the things that Jesus did. Is that correct? Okay. All right. So I think this is going to, this might require some things. There's only two things that you guys have that are, that that are, I would call resources, um, that are helpful resources. One is time. And one is money. Those are kind of your treasures, okay? Dude, so earlier Steve was talking about choices. So I think what we're going to have to do is it sounds like Cody and I, if we want to be ninjas, we're going to have to give up some time to go to the dojo. And we might even have to pay some money to go there to learn how to use nunchucks and I think if you want to be a baseball player, nunchucks, nunchucks. Sorry, my, my apologies. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not a ninja. So I think that if you would like to be a baseball player, you're going to have to give some time to baseball practice. If you would like to be a dancer, you're going to have to dance. And you're going to have to act. And you're going to have to kick a soccer ball (laughs) and you're going to have to throw a softball but you're going to need to find someone who does it very well and you're going to need to imitate them okay if you want to be like Jesus and you say he's smart you're going to need to imitate Jesus okay okay 
One of the things that Jesus did is he came to the temple every single time he was supposed to go to the temple. Okay? So that means when we come to church, you're being like Jesus. You know what else he did to the Bible? He knew it. Okay? So if you, we don't love We don't love Jesus because the Bible tells us to do it. We love the Bible because Jesus loved it. Okay? Jesus is our Lord, and he's our king. And if he loved the Bible, then you should love the Bible. If he read the Bible, then you should read the Bible. If he had the Bible memorized, I would suggest if you want to be like Jesus, you should probably memorize the Bible. I know, I know. So do you, do you, here's my last question. Here's, no, it's not a question. It's a statement. And then we're going to, we're going to do our last worship song. And then we're going to play until your legs fall off. My legs are, my arms are already falling off walking like a crab. You want me to tell you what the greatest challenge I think of your whole life is going to be? Do you know what it is? It's going to be making choices about whether you'd rather be a dancer or a Jesus follower. And making choices whether you want to be a really good baseball player or a Jesus follower. Because at some point, there's going to be tension on where you put your time and where you put your money. You can do both, but there will come moments where you're going to have to choose. And that goes back to Steve and his, deci- his decisions, okay? So, and you know what? You're not going to always do it perfect, okay? We're going to sing our last song. And the worship band can come up, but we're sit, sit here. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. Hang in. It's called Fountains, and it talks about our fountains. It talks about all of our fountains coming from God and all of our hope being in God, okay? Do you guys know, um, do you know when we talk about being like Jesus, do you know that Jesus was God? He was fully God. Did you know that? Yeah. Yes, three in one. Very confusing. I'm not going to try to explain that. Very confusing. But do you guys know, if I were to say God is, and I ask for one word, God is. Here, let's, go around the, let's go around the thing. God is what? Jesus. God is? Jesus. Okay. You, don't have, you don't have to say Jesus. It's a good answer. If you have any other answers, go ahead and throw them out. God is Holy Spirit. Okay, God is the Lord. God is Holy Spirit. God is perfect. God is uh, part God. He's go. Uh, the Lord. God is good. Oh, God is the Holy Spirit. Okay, these are all good answers. I would say what I want you to know is that. It's going to tack on to what you just said. God is love. Scripture tells us that. God is love. So what I want you guys to know is that when we say we want to be like Jesus, that means you're going to have to become a person of love. Okay? Um, And if you're going to do that, it's going to take practice. Okay? Claire, did you see your mom and dad mess up love this week? Did we make some mistakes? Are we perfect at love yet? Uh, Be honest. No. We are not. We're not. We, we do love you, but we make a lot of mistakes. 
Okay. Yeah. We don't have to go into the details, but yeah, like that one. And there's some other ones. But hey, how cool would it be if there was a father who didn't make any mistakes? How cool would it be if there was a father who was just completely loving and completely just? That's God. That's Jesus. And I think he's worth trying to imitate, but it's going to take your time and it's going to take some money sometimes. Does that make sense? So don't just memorize the Bible. We got to try to figure out how to learn more about Jesus through the Bible. Like Margaret said, we're going to find him in all the books. Do you know the whole point of the Bible is to show you Jesus? The whole thing is made for that. Okay? It's just a story about how people have messed this up all through life, and then we finally get to Jesus, and he saves us. Okay? But he doesn't just save us later when we die. He saves us now if we imitate him. Okay? I got to stop because Steve's going to make fun of me if I keep talking because he says I talk a lot. I know, I know. Okay, can you guys? Do you, do you guys want to stay up here and sing fountains with us, or do you want to go back there and sing fountains down there? Stay up here and sing fountains. Okay, you gotta sing. Can you sing? What do you want to do? I can sing. Okay, all right. Stay up here with us then and sing if you want to. You don't have to. You can go down or you can stay up here. But we're gonna sing. Okay. Right, y'all make some room for Brant so he can. There you go. Okay. ready for this? Can y'all all stand up with us? All right, here we go. Starts out right away. Get ready. Here we go. Let's sing. I will never. And I will never forget the moment I met you. The moment you called my name. You pulled me out of the darkness gave me a promise to never thirst again and all that I ever wanted my heart has found in you I've tasted and I have tasted life Nothing satisfies like you do. The fountain won't run dry. Nothing satisfies like you do. I want all, and I want 
mountains are in you and all my hope is built on your love all my fountains are in you with every breath I live for you Lord all my fountains are in like you do the fountain won't run dry nothing satisfies like you do that that song talks about another choice that we make whether because we've got to choose to recognize either that God is our provision that he's that song says, my fountain is in you. And that's like for somebody who's in the desert, how awesome would a fountain be when they're really thirsty and they get to the end of a long journey and they're looking for water and there's a fountain in the desert. God is our fountain. God it takes care of us. He provides the things we need, food, shelter, all those things. For even through our job, we do our job, but God provides through that job. God provides through other people helping us sometimes. I, but that song is about is singing that God is the one who's taking care of us. Amen. All right. What an awesome day! Thank you guys for helping us. Thank you. Um, I'm going to ask a blessing on. I'm going to bless the food. So I'm going to ask a blessing on two things: our food and our fellowship. Because I want, uh, I want to encourage you. 
There's plenty to eat. Um, you're not going to go away hungry. I promise that. And um, you, you can make your hamburgers or a hot dog. Who likes hamburgers? Raise your hand. Who likes hot dogs? Right. I'm going to raise both hands. How about that? Praising Jesus for hamburgers and hot dogs. Let me pray. Father, thank you so much for the fellowship that you make amongst us. That you, it, Your word says that you assemble us together. That if we try to build a church, we build it in vain. If we're doing it on our own, you put us together like a puzzle, all the pieces fitting together, like a body that has hands and feet and eyes and ears, all the parts doing different things. Father, I thank you for putting us together. Bless the time we spend together now in fellowship with each other and bless this food to nourish us that we might use our bodies for your service. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. I think.